0: Welcome to Interscription, another week of jam-packed schedules and alternative methods of recording is in store for us all, but Rich and I managed to bring it all together. With precious little media consumption time this week, I managed to eke out a viewing of Sisu and Rich dances with angels and titans. Also, as my son said so many years ago, Texas is damned hot.
1: Thanks for staying on this road with us. So, we are continuing our experiments with the remote gorilla recording with a GU, not a GO. And um, now it's your turn to be in a totally unusual new location.
0: I'm just saying we spent like a year and a half podcasting in perfectly semi pro setups with good microphones, good sound acoustics, great equipment nice and just everything was fine dude there was no problems there was no issues we were good it was and and for a time it was good i believe is how it was written and i don't know it's weeks now like one of us has got to do some fucked up shit with the (laughs) audio i don't know why we thought that like i i this part was solved already but i think we just love a challenge so week by week uh, like so tune in in 3 weeks from now when we are just rubbing sticks together to send off That's, right. You
1: know, and that's, see what that's exactly right. Yeah, I had to fight my urge. I was um half inclined to use the shore that I now have here um, that we got when we did the on location uh and I just uh, I thought better of it. You know, I mean, last week I was recording into a phone and you know, this week you're remote using a USB mic and I was like, "Well, mm, maybe maybe only have one possible new factor per week would be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I I caught myself on that, but yeah, like I'm all for it, dude. It's a, even better is what we'll do is we'll just get like a cup and a string and mm-hmm. a whole lot of other cups on the other end for our listeners. And we'll just like <laughs> string it's them like, out and just talk into the cops. It'll be great.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week to the Dixie podcasting network.
1: Yeah. So you were, you're back in Texas
0: back in Texas for a brief and extraordinarily busy week uh, I have uh, yeah I came in Sunday night and I have been working a lot uh, Monday Tuesday and even today I actually got to take a lunch break today and uh, I uh, uh, stepped away and um, talking to this microphone with one of my favorite human beings on the planet and uh, just... Uh, it's been something. There's been something. What has truly been something is triple-digit temperatures every day. Uh, tomorrow, as I get on a plane, uh, it is going to be 107 degrees. What, uh, what do
1: you What do you do exactly when it's that hot? Like. I-
0: I don't, I don't know. One of the things, um, that I had known from my time when I lived in the greater Austin area before is that this city is extraordinarily kind to homeless people. Um, and, uh, it was rather fascinating, uh, to me that, um, thinking about having weeks upon weeks of just terrible and brutal temperature that, uh even being friendly to uh, folks that are homeless how can they survive in that like day over week over month like it's just crazy i'd driven by somebody in a parking lot before so obviously something was going on over there and they were just laying on the concrete laying on the 100 plus degree concrete and just they just covered in sweat and dirt like just there like and i i um I couldn't get the wiring in my brain right. I'm like, why well, I'm, I don't know how anybody survives this. It's, uh, I mean, 107 degrees, like, is my plane going to melt before it gets off of the runway? Are the tires just going to turn into big goopy piles? Like what, what yeah. is 107 degrees?
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's insane. And a really good point about people who don't have like an air conditioned environment or a way to cool off. Uh, you know, I know there's like, studies about like the max temperature that people can get to where like their body won't sweat enough to cool them anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that sucks. So I assume you've been staying in with every moment of free time that you've had and just consuming Avatar two and anything else that heavily features cool water.
0: (laughs) That would be the smart thing. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, I got, um, uh, an opportunity to, uh, 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 go uh, see a friend last, last night, a uh, uh, friend of mine, Rory, that I used I, I to hang out with when I was down here. And um, it was uh, crazy. I'd gone there and uh, it was, we actually uh, had drinks outside. And by drinks, I mean a drink. I had exactly one beer. Um, you'll love this. Um, for listeners that may not know this, I. Um, I am absolutely terrible about being able to choose my own beer. So whenever I go someplace, um, you usually get a text from me with the beer list saying help me please. And you pick out a beer for me and you are basically batting a thousand about that. You know, the kinds of beers I do like and don't like, and you always pick out an excellent one for me. So I went to this place and got there later than I wanted to last night, um, but it was one of the only places in this greater San Marcos area that I'm in uh, that was still open. A bar called The Rail Yard, um, really cool place, uh, trains go by right outside of it, so I'm assuming this is where my son will eventually go to That's drink right. when he gets older, <laughs> um, or someplace that looks like it, and, uh, there was a, um, uh, when, when we went into the bar there, they, they said that they had food there, it turns out that there were food trucks in the back of the building where you would get food, and those food trucks closed exactly when I pulled in, so there was no food, there was only beer. Um, whatever and so i go up to the the bar and uh uh cool guy uh a little bit heavier set huge long beard tattoos uh silver rings with skulls on them on every finger like you know just you know just just a rough and tumble looking cat you know um but really sweet and really cool and he's like uh He's like, Hey man, what can I get you? And I, uh, I looked and I said, uh, do you have any like loggers on draft? And I'm like looking at all the things that he has on draft. There must've been like 20 things and I'm looking through it and he's looking at it and he's like, no, he's like, I don't think I have anything there. And I said, do you have any, a bottle? And he's like, no, no bottles here, just cans. And I was like, and you know, so I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, whatever. And a uh, Rory orders something and, and I'm looking and I was like, I don't know, and, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Just give me a McLoeb ball, try I guess, because I mean, that he did have that on draft. And he looks at me and he goes, "Well, all that time and that's where you ended up." <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said to me. Oh, I, I was him. like, "I was like, oh come on!" And I said, "You know what? Scratch that. Just give me a shock top. That's great." And because that was the other thing I saw, <laughs> like it was just uh, I, uh, in all the times I've been emasculated in my life, and there have been many, maybe none so much as that
1: moment. <laughs> wow. I, I mean. <laughs> I feel like that guy probably could have gotten you to where you needed to be. And I'm guessing, you know, much like, you know, custom Taylor, because you just described the bar guy at every place with a good beer list. Like, it's the same guy. Like, you just drop him in. Maybe the rings change a little bit. Uh, You know, it could be a college ring or, you know, wedding, ring. it doesn't matter. But, like, it's the same guy. And I'm sure if you said to him, this is what I like. Fix it. Like he yeah. would have done it. So he must have just been, you know, broken that you didn't like as a matter of professional courtesy, you know, take him up on his clear wealth of knowledge on the subject matter that you were perseverating on.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. he. Yeah. It must have. I should have actually engaged him completely. But uh yeah, it was a but cool place, very very uh big, nice. They have at the outside like astroturfed at places so that, you know, kind of year-round people can be outside and playing cornhole or whatever you're doing and um and nobody is. I mean, we were outside on the porch and it was 90 some degrees last night like it was and it was dark, like the sun had already gone down and it was still that that temperature. It was disgusting, but uh um but yeah, they had maybe one of my favorite um uh novelty stickers on the side of the tip jar that was there that just says texas as fuck <laughs> and, I th- and i think that that's just if i had to say one thing about this bar it's probably that it was texas as fuck Lovely. um but uh yeah but it was a cool guy cool, good to good to catch up with rory and um and that's probably you know i just i haven't had an awful lot of like you know, crazy downtime while I've been here, some pretty busy days, but, uh, hoping I would possibly catch a movie tonight, I don't know, um, depending on when I get out of the office, um, uh, probably, uh, probably gonna be pretty, pretty busy after lunch, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been something, it's, uh, it is, it is hot, and there's no way around that, um, I have had a couple of pretty decent meals down here, um, I got to stop in over at, uh, and uh, grab some Garcias, Mexican, uh, down here by San Marcos. Truly excellent, and nice. excellent stuff. I think you've been there with me once before, Yeah, yeah. very good stuff. Um, did that. Uh, what else am I thinking of that uh, we went to, uh, I don't know, I think there's one other place we went on Monday. A buddy of mine, Ryan, that I've worked with for a long time, he's, he's here as well, so we've been kind of working with each other and then eating together as well. Um, and uh, I don't remember where the other place is now. I'm, I'm blanking on that. Uh, no doubt it's from the heat, uh, but uh, but it's been a good trip. I'm, I'm uh, happy to happy to have, have have taken the trip down here. Um, miss the North, northeast and the East double digit temperatures that are more. Uh, That's right. Uh, people ready and uh, of course miss all my humans back home too. So uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been a good trip for sure. Um, how has your week been?
1: Not bad. You know, I was out last week, uh, hence, you know, our remote recording. And uh, coming back, it's been, uh, well, it's been a hellish ride, is uh, what I'll say. You know, it's um, been uh, everybody's issues kind of coming all at once and queuing up for me bright and early Monday morning. Uh, I was a little late getting on today, you know, I have this issue with this roof and I ended up Having to get the roof replaced because it was broken in multiple places and, you know, open to the sky and Mm -hmm. not, I I don't know a lot about buildings and, you know, comfortable work environments and, you know, labor laws, but uh, people like to not be like actively rained on when they're working, uh, I've Mm. been told, um, so, yeah, I had put in an insurance claim because I had sudden leaks like in eight or nine different places on the roof, like all where like there was damage and uplift from this storm, and the insurance had come back and said, "Well, there's only one leak actually, and it's in the corner where there's some bad flashing, so we're gonna deny the claim um which was weird, and just like totally out of there. So I ended up appealing it, but in the meantime, I also had to replace the roof. Like I couldn't just wait on the insurance and have a building that was just a waterfall mm-hmm. you know, right. this whole time. Although I'm sure that sounds wonderful to you. with Yeah, where you are. Like, <laughs> yeah I mean, as you know, soon as like I go off the plane, I'm going to come fast. over to your like, waterfall and yeah, just yeah, like stand under sounds it. Sounds like dude. an ideal work environment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like today out of nowhere, another roofer showed up. I was mm. like, yeah, I'm here to, you know, do an inspection. You know, I guess, uh, you know, there's a contested claim here. I'm like, oh, okay, um, the roof was replaced. So it's like, it was It's like, well, yeah. And you know, I had massive damage in multiple places and kind of had to do the thing with the thing and get mm-hmm. it thing. So, yeah. Um, and... So he was pretty friendly when he realized just how badly like they fucked up in having him drive down from North Jersey to mm. come look at this, and he also thought that they had scheduled it for my roofer to be there to do the walkthrough with him. No, yeah. so it's just like a, a comedy of errors, and you know, I mean, I do the kind of law where I sue insurance companies a lot, so I know how some of it is cynical, but a lot of it is just inept. You know, because a lot mm. of these insurance companies, like the big names. Uh, they're call centers, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you have to call your car insurance, like you're going to get somebody from somewhere, not from around here, Mm -hmm. who's going to pick up the phone to handle whatever your issue is, whether it's a billing issue or a claims issue. Um, And so a lot of it is just kind of that sort of sloppiness where they're just running through a system, you know, as basically a glorified customer service rep that's called, you know, an adjuster but isn't really like an adjuster. And it's just like going through their checklist and sending this stuff out, and then you've got actual people on the ground who have to, like, respond to it and come and do things and look at things. And so I should have known that that was a big part of this, like, you know, the fact that... And the guy even said, like, so you said there was only one leak. The guy who came before, are you sure it was this roof? Because that company often just gets the wrong building. And, like, I mean, sure enough, like, he was on this roof, but he was on the non-damaged portion, like, mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. over on the other side. Um, so insurance is fun, you know? Mm. It's good. Um I did, though, like, because I was on vacation, so I read an entire book trilogy, The Baba which I mentioned briefly on yeah. the last podcast, and um, it was very cool and relatively light, and a very cool narrative concept where, you know, you've got a whole bunch of AIs based on the same human who are, you know, off exploring the universe and hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to actually catch up on some some media and gaming, which wow. was nice. Uh, you know, I...
0: Um, that, is, that is vacation.
1: Yeah. Uh, the one that I wanted to mention, because I don't know if you did the first one, but the second season of Good Omens uh, came out.
0: Uh, I did the first season. I uh generally enjoyed it. And I think uh it was um full. It was full in a way that maybe sometimes felt like I, I after a full episode like I would just need to take a break. Um but uh other than that it, it was uh it's very good. It's a endearing, dynamic duo. The two friends I think uh are, are outstanding. I think a good warm uh Friendship that they have, that I thought really like works in a way that um, feels genuine. I, they feel like brothers, and I, I like that very much.
1: Yeah, I I think that's the right take. I you know, it's almost like one of those very rich, like triple chocolate desserts at some restaurants where you know they give you like a small like tort and you know, it's like all of four bites. But you are like, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's a very good dessert, but I wouldn't have like a. Texas is fuck-sized slice of it. Right. Right. And so, like, yeah, and it's got kind of a little bit of that British camp to it that you just have to be in the mind frame. Uh, Second season, really good. I think it was um, six episodes, so they also keep it, you know, (laughs) concise and felt much more like an episode in some ways, uh, you know, where it was uh, very focused on a highly specific narrative that built out their characters a little more and to me quite clearly projected that they've got one more in the tank that they're going to do to finish it off. But yeah, really enjoyed it. It it was a nice uh, change from some of the darker stuff that we've been watching, some of the heavier sci-fi, you know, to just have something that's like A little lighter, a little airier. Um, John Hamm is in this. He was in the last season as Gabriel, and he plays a fairly substantial role, and it's always fun to watch his Comic Chops show, you know, after Mm -hmm. so many years of, like, seeing him as the lead in Mad Men and this, like, very dark, tortured character, like, when he just throws on the comedy. Like, it's phenomenal, and, you know, Mm -hmm. he can do that with his just beastly tall like uh, proto-man frame that like Mm -hmm. when he does that shit it's fantastic especially some of the physical like Pratt Foley stuff uh, that he was doing Um, so yeah I really enjoyed that and the other thing that I just um, checked out was the um, prequel to Invincible season 2 of that is coming um, in November
0: Yes, I continue to forget it, that that's up there, and I really wanted to see it. Invincible was easily some of my favorite animation when it came out. So yeah, uh, yeah. this is how, how was it?
1: Um, it was really good. It's one hour. It's the um, origin story for Adam Eve, mm-hmm. and so it takes her through you know as a kid, you know her birth, her backstory, her parents discovering her powers, um, and really put in some fun things that I think they did this so that they can play with it this next season. Mm. Uh, you know, you discover why her powers work on everything other than people, Mm. uh, which is interesting. And they kind of give like a wink and a nod to how that might not always be the case. And those might be some things that they explore. Uh, but it was it was great, and if anything, it reminded me how wonderful Invincible is, and that mm-hmm. universe is, and what they're doing there. Um, so highly recommend. I mean, since you're hotel living right now, give it a binge. You know, it's a wonderful standalone, fifty four minutes.
0: Nice. I will do that. I will do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thankfully, a uh, little time uh, for some of that. I mostly, you know, drive. <laughs> fighting through sleep, and uh, I even, it was a little symptom me when I flew in, so I, uh, thankfully, you know, knock on wood, it kind of <laughs> went by, but uh, I um, haven't had a lot of time. I did get to um, grab a the shortest movie I had on Plex, which is Sisu. Um, I don't know if you recall Sisu. It was... Uh, I don't know if that's technically Norwegian or what was supposed to be, but basically, this is kind of like the fall of of the Nazis when they're when they're basically packing up and heading out and being, uh, you know, they're they're defeated, right? And so, like their their approach at the end of the war was really just scorched earth, right? Like they were just going to kill everyone, raise everything, destroy because what else do they have left? Like they're going to lose. They know they're going to lose now, and so their orders. Staying in you know, the Nazi regime is to just cause as much destruction on the way out because the war is essentially over. Um, and so that's this. There's this character. I think his name is Koshai. I think is the his nickname or anything. And he um has been through the war, and uh, he the movie starts off, and he's uh, panhandling for gold in whatever region he's in. And he actually comes across this incredibly huge vein of gold that he stumbles upon, and he's just immediately rich all of a sudden, right? Like he's just got, uh, you know, this just two saddlebags just full of gold, gold, uh, gold nuggets uh, that he's mined out. And so the movie is basically him trying to get to a place where he can do something with that gold. While dodging Nazis like for 90 minutes is the thing and as it comes out and Koshai and was actually part of the war and the reason we pick him up here at the end is because he is uh, Not about that life anymore, but he was a badass in the war like he was like a a real bad dude He could really you know survive through anything and you know fuck a whole bunch of people up and all that stuff And so of course he comes across some Nazis Nazis don't care anymore, so they're just doing dumb shit, and so it's him versus Nazis for 90 minutes because the Nazis want his gold because they, you know, clearly they, the war is over, so it's not like they're going to go back and regroup, like they need to steal this guy's gold and, and disappear into the ether. Um, and so him, him facing off with them, lots of Nazis dying, um, and, uh, and uh, hilarity ensues uh, for 90 minutes. I dig it. Uh, hilarity sees we'll workshop it yeah. but I, I i think uh it was uh it was fine it was absolutely fine if you saw the trailer and and, and or understood anything that i was saying just now that is that's the movie there's you're not going to come away from it like oh my god what a crazy revelation about what happened at the fall of the third reich like it's not you know like there's not going to be anything that you don't understand after what i just said like it's it's just a good nazi killing time and uh you know, sometimes we just need to kill a couple of Nazis. thats, that's all isn't that
1: fun? You know, yeah. I mean, that's really just what yeah. it should be.
0: Yeah, it's like skee-ball. Like, who doesn't like skee-ball? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um yeah, recommend. I, I just, it's not important. It's just, you know, kind of popcorn fun. It is awfully, you know, gross and bloody. Like, it's very, you know, it's very... Ludicrous gibbish. Uh, there, it's gross, but uh, but you know, fun. It's a it's a fun little little watch, and um, you know, it's a perfect little thing to not pay a whole lot of attention to as my you know eyes were closing. But uh, yeah, good stuff. So. so, the media. I've really done though. I did bring the Rog Ally with me, thinking that maybe this was some sort of vacation and not three days of hard, <laughs> hard labor. Yes, <laughs> yes. And yes. I have still not turned it on. It is in the case right behind this laptop and has not even been turned on yet. Um, how about gaming? Have you touched any gaming recently? Yeah,
1: so I actually, I had put, um, I think um, Annapurna Interactive has this older game called Solar Ash. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. I, that is
0: Heart Machine? Is that Heart Machine?
1: Heart Machine, I maybe? I, I don't know, if I, maybe. The
0: developer? Yes,
1: uh, that sounds familiar. So I had put this on my wish list quite a while ago. Uh, you know, it came up as recommended Mm-hmm. against a couple of other things i think that are upcoming i'm not sure which it might be that um climbing platformer that we saw the trailer for recently the name's escaping me but kind of third person like a yes. lot of like cliff cities and i think i had put it on my wish list in steam just so i could see it you know when it actually drops and you know they always have the you know similar two and this one was there and looked pretty interesting, and it went on sale for 50% off. So Mm -hmm. I decided to jump on it and give it a try. Doing a lot of, um, still doing a lot of Diablo on the Ally. Like, it really is just sort of the perfect, I have 30 minutes to go in and do a dungeon run or do a little bit and not feel like I can't jump in and out. So, you know, I wanted to get something a little different. And so this is kind of a Platforming, skating, interesting storyline, atmospheric um, Shadow of the Colossus game. Hmm. Okay. And I don't say all of that uh, to say it's all of the best of all of those things. Uh, Okay. So, you know, I mean, it's got kind of that Japanese sparseness to it. You know, you're dropped into this uh, investigative thing and they're going into... A giant black hole that's messing with time and you actually get sucked in and you are trying to reconstruct these towers so you can get yourself back out of this place where time isn't working and there's like infection that's coming in and you have to go and clear the infection and at least the first couple of boards it's sort of time trial-y so the infection is like this black goop and you've got to like jump and attack certain sections of the black goop and as soon as you do the first one there's like a line that's following to where you've got to get to do the next one and so you've got to plot speed platform and speed run it over before it expires or you'll have to go back and do it over again. Um, And so you've got to do some interesting platform using a combo of like regular platforming but also that skating mechanic and some climbing. Um, And if you do that and wipe out all of the infection area, you get a boss battle, which is some giant creature that you then platform on to sort of similarly hit a number of times to knock him out. And so it's it's really unique from a mechanic and some of it is very good. They very strongly recommend um, Gamepad on PC. And so that was like the first thing they said, like obviously i on, on my ally, so I'm not debating them. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's clear that they care a lot about the responsiveness and the controls on it. Um, So, it's pretty good. I would have to give it a ding. My main concern is like when you're skating, it's not always as tight as it could be. Mm. And so, like, there's a lot of little pickups and power ups as you're going, you know, like little stars or gems that you're collecting. And I found more often than not, like my person was just kind of squirreling around. Like even when I was trying to go in a straight line and like getting them lined up to hit that stripe of uh, you know Sonic Gold Rings that you just want to hit in a row is harder than it should be for kind of a core mechanic. And so mm. on some of the boss battles, when I was getting my butt kicked, it was because i felt like the camera angle wasn't working to show me which direction i was running and so i was like just missing jumps rather than a fixed camera it's got that open third person and obviously if you go to move the camera so you can better see the next platform the direction she's skating in is gonna change because that's also the direction she's running Uh, i see so uh right now it's kind of like seven out of 10 you know i like it i think the concept is cool the atmosphere is really great you know it's got some of that journey exploration feeling to it Mm -hmm. um but you know it's i think it's like 20 bucks right now so it's it's appropriate for the price and i need to give it a couple more bosses to see if some of that smooths out a little bit
0: so what is actually the combat then when you get to a boss like how are you taking a boss out you're, you're just, very much skating just on them? hack
1: and slash. Now it's like you've got a sword that you're acting oh, okay. on them, and you've also got um, a grapple that you can use to attach to certain things, and a time slowing thing. So sometimes you need to like jump and then slow time so that you get a better reticle on the thing that you're grappling to mm-hmm. to do certain attacks. And on some of the basic platforming, like there's enemies and that's actually a pretty cool mechanic because if you're just platforming up these things and there's a guy right there if you just run and jump they're going to you know hit some sort of spread attack and you're going to bounce right off that platform but if you jump and then do the time slow and grapple to attack them then you'll go over their attack and so you can get a pretty fun feel to it that's cool when you get going to it so i don't want to just heap the negatives of some of the controls like the concept and control itself is Very fun when it's working.
0: Nice. So just quickly, Google, just to make sure, uh, because not quite enough coffee today, but uh, it is indeed Heart Machine is the developer. Um, They did Hyperlight Drifter before that. That's that 16-bit top-down one that you and I started and really didn't do much with. Um, I've always that's in my shame pile. I've always meant to go back to it. Um, it is beloved. I just when we started it, it seemed highly difficult even from the jump. So I, I kind of just didn't quite get into it uh, as much as maybe I should. But uh, maybe I'll come around to that uh, as well. And um, I do know that it's an interesting sort of blend. Their third game coming up here is Hyperlight Breaker, and it's actually going to be Hyperlight uh, Drifter sequel, but it's in this sort of 3D animation style that isn't exactly like solar ash but is bringing it into this third dimension with an engine as you know as opposed to the more kind of 2d pixel art thing um so it's like kind of smushing those two together for hyperlight breaker but um that's not out yet but i think that's uh uh should be it might be by the end of the year i don't i don't actually remember what the release was for that um, but uh, yeah, not a particularly big dev team either. Um, I think he's uh, the guy that that is there. I cannot remember the developer's name again. This week might not be the week for me to remember all the names of things. But um, but uh, that's cool. That's good to know about uh, about that. That kind of
1: yeah, definitely. It, it, I would say 100, you know, worth grabbing while it's on sale. Uh, you know, it's and it's a relatively recent game. I think it dropped uh, just last year. So. Hmm. Yeah. Now it gets a recommend for me. I don't know how long it is. Uh, the Steam reviews are all mostly fawning. You know, a couple of people complain a little bit about the same things that I did, where it's just some of the controls are not fair or you know quite as you know stable as they could be. But I think some of that is learning, and some of it is uh, they could tighten up the way they're doing it.
0: Mm, makes some sense. Makes some sense. Very good. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I uh, got a chance to watch anything else, too, this week. I don't think that that's true. I think... uh, uh, Oh, I did catch just the end of an episode of Warrior, too. Um, How close are you on catching up to Warrior? Did you do last week's?
1: Well, uh, let's see. They they made a deal to get the plates. Uh, Can I say that?
0: Mm, I did the wedding. The wedding is the last one I did.
1: Okay, so I'm one ahead of you.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. the The wedding was pretty intense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That fight scene at the end was uh, was top. Juicy,
1: real juicy. Like, I
0: really, I know that every show can't have like this care and craft of martial arts, but boy, I wish it did. Like, <laughs> like I don't care what the show is, dude. Like, I, I am, I am there, dude. I do want this level of martial arts mastery going on. Like, it is. Um, there's real caring craft there and that fight outside of some, you know, very classic and, and exciting martial arts choreography technique was also very emotional in the way that like telling a story. And do you remember near the beginning in the, in the, um, in the beginning of the wedding when they're kind of like the bride and groom are going up and Asama or not Asama, um, Leong is, is going up, uh, to, to, to see, you know, the yeah. his bride and he walks up to the, the platform. And then there's the two, uh, uh, you know, um, members of the Tong, they come up with the bow staffs and they kind of do this yep. fake sort of hitting him with it as though he's like going th- as though he has to like, um, uh, succeed in battle in order to be with her. Right. So like, it's like this sort of like mock, you know, they kind of tap him, you know, with these, these bow staffs as though he's being attacked and he pushes through that. And then he sees his, his fellow member of the Tong Um, of that other tongue that's been absorbed into into them Um, and uh, uh, played by Mark Duskos does outstanding job in this show and uh, and he kind of does that sort of mock fight with him and then they have this really great embrace and he's had a great relationship with him throughout this whole season Um, and it just was a it was a beautiful thing like to kind of like kind of bookend the episode in a way that he was kind of like this sort of these are the battles you have to go through in order to be with your wife. Right. And then to like actually then have something that was much more high stakes for that exact same uh, statement at the end was uh, really poetic, really beautiful. There's a lot of duality that they did with the, between the wedding and um, the election, the winning the election, the mayoral election yeah. that that was also really well filmed. It was like some good craft in this one. I liked that episode a lot. I, I thought that was uh that was strong. So um, yeah, I'm excited to kind of get caught up, I guess there's another one tomorrow, so I'm going to try to get, get current again.
1: Yeah. It, it's been really satisfying to see them continuing to develop in story and not lose their footing. And, uh, you know, that there's still places for a lot of these characters to go. Um, mm. you know, I think Leong's development, uh, you know, from when we first had him like whooping in a song in the fight pit, like to now, um, it really all of them you know have a lot of depth of character to them and you know there really are like everybody's an anti-hero and it's okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: that scene with leong not in this episode but the the wedding episode but the one before it when um father june he's got that fever that's making him crazy and like yep. you know the rival tong was like ready to dice him up because he's out there crazy as a Fox, right? Like he's, you know, like swinging a sword around it at, at people and getting made fun of by the, all these younger guys. And then Leon shows up and there's that moment where you think, you know, well, how evil is Leon? You know, what kind of heart does he have? Because he could really kill father June and it would be okay because he's nuts. You know what I mean? Like he's losing his shit. And, then like the scene cuts and then like later on in that same episode like seeing li young and and father june walk out of the mist to go you know so because like walking him home to kind of you know and he gave him his coat to keep him you know warm into the night and um it was so heartwarming i almost wanted to cry it was beautiful like it was like really well like it was like such a a touching moment for these characters that like could have to your point just been one note for a very long time like they could have just been you know, lousy characters or good characters with these big primary brushes and like taking these like extra twists of, you know, like of, of, of kind of exploring some of their emotion, um, is, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, it definitely has its silly moments, right? Like, I mean, I know you and I used to make fun of and continue to make fun of every time a gears game comes out and all the, all the, the swarm comes out or the locusts come out or whatever they are. And depending on the game you're playing and we once you clear them what happens at the end of every clearing you get the wrong you get the, right. the, the guitar and it's almost like they lifted that directly out of gears and put it into warrior i mean it's like whenever there's some dramatic moment there's a wrong you could just hear this like this guitar in the background to tell you how you're supposed to feel about this moment i mean so, so it's, you know it's, it's high cheese sometimes and and uh you know it could just stand on the ceremony of this is just a martial martial arts epic story and we're not trying to make high art here and To get like these really good depth of character things happen, you know, and 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 really let them marinate and let them be multi dimensional. It didn't have to happen for this show, and I uh, it just makes it all that tastier and all that more complicated in a good way. Um, I really, I really do love it. I think it's been it's been uh, it's been an outstanding show for me. I've liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely tops uh, on it, and uh, you know, better than anything going on in the world right now
0: like things being on fire and can we uh can we take a brief moment about things being on fire i don't know that i want to talk about that being in a state that's at 107 degrees tomorrow but uh but things being on fire dude like um man yeah shout out to uh everything going out out out, out in in, uh, maui that's uh it's sad 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 business out there
1: yeah it really is rough and you realize just how Reliant a modern island nation like that is on resources from mm-hmm. elsewhere. And, uh, you know, you don't really think about Maui's, you know, having a lot of forests that can burn. And, you know, neither really do they, you know, because it's mm-hmm. not a common thing. And so it just, you know, it flattens. And I don't know. I think that's where I am going to continue hoping for daddy Elon to get the right side of the aisle to also believe in climate change so we can Mm -hmm. start doing some things about some things would be great
0: yeah it's it's very um I mean there's just it's one of the few points where I feel like it's like it's starting to be a little bit stupid to refute it right like I, I think the planet is just getting warmer by an order of magnitude and we can blame that on carbon we can blame it on overpopulation we can blame it on you know, uh, video cards that, (laughs) that power, it doesn't actually matter, right? Like the graph that we have to pay attention to, which is stupid, simple, and that I can show to a fifth grader and they will understand is just this line that started when we started recording temperature globally in the late 1800s until now. And it's just climbing like a mountain. Like it's just going up. Like it's not like that trend over that many years, just going only in one direction, right? Like that's a great thing to see when it's your stock price and it's a really shitty thing when the that's planet right. is going on fire so like we don't you know, there's no argument about what the temperature is outside right like you can't yeah. just like you can just go walk outside right like you said and you said that a couple of episodes ago like you can just go walk outside come back in when you ask for a glass of water and now we know like 107 degrees uh tomorrow that's uh it's not i mean i was down in texas for 12 years and uh I don't think I remember ever actually like sitting through a hundred and seven degrees outside, uh, before. Um, yeah. and maybe it's because I hid in the air conditioning a lot, but I'll tell you like, that's uh that is an epic amount of heat. And, uh, you know, I just, we gotta do something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the choices are going to be, right? Like, I think that, you know, I think you're right. I think we, we still have to get to and just agreeing that it's a problem and that alone unfortunately takes a whole lot more handle time than it should in our our uh, our world
1: yeah it it really i mean and that's uh, where it gets uh, very depressing unlike all of the rest of our political issues that are totally cheery and joyful <laughs> yeah. and they're just a laugh lockstep. riot y'all <laughs> that's it but i mean like that's like sure okay so you, you want to work for an oil company or take that money and say, well, you know, climate change isn't man-made, you hear, well, you know, we've only been recording for the past uh, 200 years or so, and, you know, we're at the end of an ice age, and 50,000 years ago, the earth was hot too, or, you know, 500,000 years ago, and it's like, sure, but there weren't people then, and people are not designed to live in this weather. So let's say your backwater misinformation is totally correct, we still have to fix it. Like we still can't stay here if we don't fix it. So like, cool. Like we cannot make it worse. We cannot keep making things worse and we have to do some big things to make it better so people can still live, Mm -hmm. you know? And it is like very much a first world, third world country thing. Like if you take like our internal political divides out of it, most of the countries that are poor and developing are closer to the equator are hotter you know, you've got central south america you've got africa you've got southern asia like these climates that are going to get hit first are not the northern european the most of china russia the us and canada like we're going to be a little better off for longer and it's 107 degrees uh, in america <laughs> right and so like there's like this very world politics with a lowercase p issue where the problem is, okay, we just figured out that burning all of these fossil fuels and coal is bad and we need to stop it. And we very rich nations who went through the industrial revolution and burnt all of our coal because it's cheap and affordable and you can make engines and run power plants on it are like, Okay. Well, we all need to stop doing that, especially you poor countries that can't afford nuclear power plants that we won't give you or solar cells. And so there's kind of an economic issue where, you know, we've come around to it, uh, you know, globally, not our country in particular, since we still have like, you know, people who vehemently disagree with the idea that it exists. But then there's this bigger issue where the countries that have already benefited from putting all this shit into the atmosphere are now asking the countries that need cheap power not to do it and to never develop to get past that stage. Mm-hmm. So there's a nuance in it and it's really why it's so important that we get to internal consensus so that we can do the big things that we need to do, you know, whether it's direct carbon plants, uh, you know I know there's some controversy as to when they work and when they don't and most of what I've seen shows that they work best when they can actually be run on geothermal and Mm -hmm. other renewable sources because if you're burning coal to capture carbon you're kind of not really doing the thing so you can't just plug one of these things into the grid and have it have like a net benefit um but yeah we need big action Uh, Mm -hmm. i'll keep saying it and i'll take whatever comments or emails come it is the issue it's the Mm -hmm. issue of our time it is hard to talk to my kids about uh, where they're going to live and how they're going to go outside and breathe and play sports and, you know, do things with their kids.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, 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 um, two quick points. I think, um, uh, there was, uh, the I mean, uh, there was, there was one, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name. I think he was more conservative, but he was kind of talking, He's a little bit more derisive about climate change in general, which was, you know a little bit irritating to to sit through but he did bring up a point that was like kind of the the bizarro version of what you just said where he said like you know um because he was actually from europe and so um you know quote unquote civilized europe and uh he um he said you know say i believe in climate change right now and me and my country decide to do something to kind of you know step away from it completely um it's uh you know the amount of carbon emissions that are coming from my country specifically um, amounts to two percent of the of the total carbon emissions uh, that are being added to the you know the problem of pollution. Um, So for him, it's like, you know, do I go from plastic straws to paper straws or do I, you know, do all electric vehicles or do I do whatever? And the entire country falls behind me and does the same thing. We're only accounting for 2% of the global problem, right? So Mm -hmm. there are places where we have to target on the planet. Like we have to like, look at those places and say, this is where the actual problem is. And you're right. There are other countries, um, that, you know, we have no sway over or not as much sway as we do over our own, um, that, you know, where there's there's a much bigger impact to be had by modernizing that and, uh, and pushing that forward. And, uh, how do you do that in a way that also still honors, um, whatever version of, you know, capitalism that, uh, uh, they might be pursuing, right? Like, how do you make that a profitable thing for them to do? Um, and, uh, it really kind of is, I, I had brought up the other thing I was going to say is I had brought up a while ago, like, I think it's important to remember that some of this stuff, if we do want to actually like put a capitalist spin on it, uh, we talk about universal healthcare every once in a while, right? And the idea mm-hmm. that like, I think it's okay to just make sure everybody can eat and get fed and get cooled down, right? Like, I think that it's okay for that stuff, because if you do that, you have a lot more consumers on the planet, right? You have consumers that can actually want to go buy an OLED television, right? Um people who are worried about whether the next meal is going to be or whether or not they can afford air conditioning in their house like are not worried about being consumers right like they're just worried about survival and uh and the only way to kind of prey on them is to put them in even worse situations with like terrible interest rate loans and, you know what I mean? Like, force them in further into the hole, you know, like in ways that are very predatory. Um, but instead, like, I think if we have more of this global initiative to just get the basics done, right? Like, just, just wrap the basics up for people, then I feel like they can then concentrate on stuff, right? Like, they can get turned around in, in a way that, I mean, it's sort of that uh, I don't know if I brought that analogy up before, but that Silicon Valley idea, right? Like, where, you know, you go to program at Google, right? And you're a dev at Google and you're, you know, what do they have there? They have like uh full cafeteria and they have, you know, uh hacky sack room or whatever, you know what I mean? Like they have, they have all the things you would need, right. And as a, as a, as a person so that you can just stay there and continue to code um, because they've taken care of all your basic needs. Like you don't really have to, you know, take an hour lunch break to go somewhere across town to go get a, a, a hoagie. You can just stay there and they'll make something for you and it's more affordable than anywhere else. And it's delicious and you can get that and you can get back to work. And so like. I think, in some weird ways, if you want to be cynical about it, right? Like, I think it is a global problem in that way because we have all these issues that are like threatening survival, whether it's climate change or you know people being able to eat or have universal health care. And if you just solve that for people, if you just get that stuff out of the way, instead of trying to get short-term profit from it, I feel like there's just so many opportunities to continue to turn these people into consumers because they're healthy and upright.
1: Yeah, that's um, absolutely straight.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, climate change is, uh, is a hell of a thing, man. Yeah, we were there. Were, I did see that that billion dollar plus project uh, Biden is looking to push through for carbon capture. Um, Really interesting to, you know, start thinking along those, line, like those big dollar, big ticket item, you know, moments. I feel like that's kind of the thing. And we've got to, we've just got, they have to be big swings now. Like we can't just, you know, I mean, you, you had, we had had our podcast, which I don't know that we have po- posted the other podcast yet. So we might have a double feature going up this week, everybody. Um, but I think when we said in that podcast was, um, or the one before, it might be the one before it that is posted. Um, but, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, you go... You know, you think about paper or plastic straws. You think about you know cutting the the six pack plastic rings. You know, to or you recycle a bottle here and there. And I think that that's important messaging. And I think it's an important thing for everybody to do their part there in a lot of ways. But. But I think you're right, like, you know, you, you had said it before, like, you know, there was, a, there was a text exchange you and I had, like, where you have an electric vehicle, right? You have, you you enjoy your electric vehicle. Um, and I think that that's the genesis of change, right? But if you plug into a grid that's still powered by coal, like, does that matter, right? Like, if there's right. fossil fuels that's doing that for the, then then it doesn't matter that you decided to go to the gas pump or not, right? Like, the problem hasn't really shifted a whole lot. It's just, you know, like, it's still a fundamental core energy grid issue um that needs to be addressed instead and you can't change that i can't change that like it's got to be that's where big government steps in That's where they they have to make these swings that nobody is capable of of making you know
1: yeah no and that's exactly it you know there's there's no amount of recycling or throwing our plastics away or even buying a car that's ever going to change it like we just need Big societal change. And I think, yeah, I mean, universal healthcare and healthcare in general is really like the best analog. Like, there are just some things that we can't figure out for ourselves. And, you know, that's where we need government. Um, I am going to have to break. I've got to yeah. get myself to a doctor's or soccer appointment, depending on which assignment I've been given tonight. Socter?
0: So, I'm going to say soccer appointment? Sucker,
1: the Docker appointment. Uh, mm-hmm. Just wear mm-hmm. some nice khakis and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be totally appropriate. Um, so we may do another segment. Maybe we'll do a double feature with last week's episode and this week's episode and keep this one tight and stagger them. Um, who knows? Uh, it's uh, going to be dependent on whether or not you can walk across a parking lot and I can get to where I need to get tonight
0: yes yes that's what we will attempt to do um yeah sounds good great 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 pod today or at least a a nice nice slice of one and uh yeah we will uh we'll catch up
1: very soon sounds awesome see you next week everyone see
0: you